Welcome to Unchenu and Strength Podcast. This is a podcast to help new and aspiring entrepreneurs get your business off the ground with simple, easy, and effective mindset and business strategies. I am your host, Maria C. Krause. I love music, and I'm fully aware that I can't sing, but I do it anyways. It's the little things in life that spark my soul. I'm fascinated with the deep blue of the sky, the stars, and the moon, and I also love ice cream. Tons of it. In this podcast, I bring special guests from all over the world from different backgrounds and niches of expertise who share their unique story and their most valuable tools, tips, and strategies to help you become more successful in all areas of your life. We cover everything from branding, mindset tools, Facebook ads, how to start a podcast, how to build a Facebook group, you name it. We're here to help you and empower you to build a life and business you always dreamed of. Enjoy this week's episode. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? How would you feel if you can turn your passion into a full-time income business? Attract your sole clients with ease and flow and hit five-figure months consistently. All by creating a soulful, successful business without having to hustle or work a thousand hours like crazy. Take Your Business to the Next Level is an exclusive one-to-one VIP program designed for five women who are ready to let go of what no longer serves you. Let go of the flashy strategies that don't spark your soul and step into a new you doing all the things you love. With Take Your Business to the Next Level, you will learn easy, simple, and effective mindset and business strategies designed exclusively for you. Strategies aligned to who you are and the business you're creating. Say goodbye to this crazy year on high, doing a happy, happy dance and making a bigger impact. For more info on how I can help you take your business to the next level, keep an eye on your email inbox or check out the link in this podcast to book a free strategy call and find out if this is for you. Let's make it happen, queen. Let's make your wildest dreams come true. You've got what it takes. Love, light, be yours truly, Maria. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unchained and Strength. Today's special guest, we have Vicky Louise. Hi, Vicky. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm excited to have you here. Ah, Vicky is an anxiety and procrastination coach and also a fellow podcaster. So um, I'm more excited about to talk about the topic of anxiety and procrastination, uh, especially for, for entrepreneurs. So Vicky, mm-hmm. would you take over and tell us a little bit about yourself? How'd you get started? A little bit of your background? Yes. Yes. So my background was actually in like economics and finance. And then I, um, a few years ago, was waking up with daily panic attacks. And um, I went to probably where everyone goes, which is Dr. Google. And it told me things <laughs> like, um, one in five American adults suffer from an anxiety disorder. And I thought, hmm, 20% of a population size of 100 million sounds a bit like a trend rather than a disorder, but okay. And then I was like, what is anxiety? Because I'd never, you know, everything that I'd known about it up until that point wasn't my experience of it at that time. And it said like, anxiety is a feeling of worry, unease, overwhelm. And I was like, that's not fucking useful Mm. that's not explained anything Mm -hmm. and that's when I started um really going into the work of anxiety and how it impacts our ability um to focus and get things done and all of that kind of thing and that's why my podcast is called fuck anxiety and get shit done (laughs) um and that's really what I specialize in I help 
Um, ambitious overachievers basically manage their brain that is wired for a different time because our brain's been around for 40,000 years, long before mm -hmm. iPhones and food delivery and all those <laughs> things, all those conveniences. Uh, so our brain is really wired for survival in the wild. And then we're in these environments and it's very um, stressful for our brains to like deal with all the sights, sounds, smells, things going on, juggling all the different roles that we have. Like life used to be much simpler. And so really we just need to teach our brains or learn how to manage our brains and our mindsets in these environments. I, I know I asked you, Vicky, I asked you yesterday, thanks for sharing. I asked you yesterday before we started the podcast, it was like, do you ever get over anxiety? Because I don't think, you know, that feeling, because mm. it's, it's interesting. After I spoke to you, I don't know what I was doing in the house. And then suddenly I start feeling that feeling of anxiety. You know, mm. that thing, like, you, start, you know, you get it in your belly and I'm like, What's, I was like, I couldn't figure out why did I get it? You know, I was mm -hmm. at home. I was safe. It's not that I have to go to a job tomorrow. <laughs> Thanks God, you know? Right. But I don't know. It was just a sudden feeling. And I was like, this is just weird. I was like, why am I feeling anxious? Right. So, um, so there's two reasons why. One is scientifically speaking, we've evolved to have anxiety. Literally, mm -hmm. um, fight or flight kept our predecessors alive because they, you know, would experience that release of hormones that would allow them to run faster, longer and feel less pain if like facing a predator, because that's the science behind what happens when we uh, experience anxiety. And the other side of it is our brain is so finely tuned. We have 60,000 thoughts a day. So often people will say to me, it just came out of nowhere, but really once I spend time in a session with them, we're really able to understand exactly where it mm -hmm. came from. Um, and for you, it could be as simple as we had that conversation about anxiety and then your brain started to think, do I have anxiety? Am I like, what's going on with me? Is it, and it's like, is this a problem? And obviously the second our brain thinks there's a problem, there's a problem. Um, mm -hmm. And to go back to your main question, which was, do we ever fully get rid of it? Like, no, but we also don't want to. For example, like there are times still now where our anxiety serves us. And I'll just give you an example from my own life, which is, a few years ago, someone, I was walking down the street and someone grabbed my phone out of my hand and like ran off with it. And my immediate response was to run chase after them and scream. And I managed to get my phone back. And so that was definitely like the adrenaline and the hormones and all these things yeah. coming through my body. That was not normal me on a daily basis, thinking logically. And how you can think of it is like, we don't need our anxiety most of the time, but sometimes we are in a situation where the anxiety is going to allow us to run out of danger, for example. And um, you can think of it like um you can think of it like a dog that you have a security dog in the house that barks when when your friends come around and you're like, stop barking, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to train that dog to stop barking because then you know people can yeah. enter your home and you'll be in danger. It's that kind of thing. Like our anxiety is there to keep us alive. Our brain's mm -hmm. one job is to keep us alive, not to keep us happy. And so once we, yeah, once we develop a different relationship with anxiety and we stop making it mean that there's something wrong with us and that we're broken and that we need to be fixed and like all these terrible things, once that's really like the first layer of it, unpacking all the story that we have around anxiety. And once we change that, we can change our whole experience. Then we can go into, okay, what actually is anxiety for me? One of the mm -hmm. things I teach my clients is based on that like loose definition that was useless. I teach them how to define it for themselves in a way that's useful and yeah. exactly like we just touched on which is 
like how does um why exactly did it happen so once you know why it happened what exactly is happening and you're reminded that anxiety has a purpose but that purpose isn't needed in in maybe that email that you're about to send yeah. then you then it's a whole different experience of the anxiety well, like- I'm sure, I don't know, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but you know, every time you get out of your comfort zone, you feel that feeling, that you feel anxious. That's like you literally the, the reason we have it. Yeah. Our brain's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where are you going? I want to stay alive here. <laughs> what are you doing? It's literally why people stay in jobs that they don't really like. You know, I know this is for entrepreneurs, but maybe for people listening, they spent two extra years in a job when they knew they wanted to be an entrepreneur because, you know, it was safe and it was the known. Mm-hmm. And our brain's like, why would we leave the safe salary and the known thing to go launch our business? Or even if you're an entrepreneur that does like Facebook lives, your brain's like, why would we do a Facebook live? We're like exposing ourselves to judgment and judgment means other people can critique us. And if they critique us, they could kick us out of the tribe and then we're never going to survive alone in the wild by ourselves. (laughs) For example, this is like the kind of programming that our brain has because it's been around for 40,000 years. And so when we're like, I don't know why I'm experiencing so much anxiety in my own home. It's like, logically you know that but part of your brain is functioning still as like a cave woman and it's like whoa 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 wow. this is dangerous mm-hmm. we're gonna die okay <laughs> no it's interesting to know because it was just one of those feelings like i get it once in a blue you know and you're just standing there and then suddenly it's like okay why i have it's just like it's almost like that feeling of um excitement as well because you get those butterflies in your stomach so i was just confused i was like what the hell is going on why am i feeling this way you know mm. But as you said, it's just like, I think sometimes we make it bigger than what it is. Some, you know, some feelings or emotions that we tend to maximize them when it's something so Mm -hmm. simple. Right. And anxiety is such an easy one to do that with because once we experience the anxiety and we start believing that there's something wrong because the anxiety is there, like when you believe something's wrong, you are literally creating more anxiety. It's like putting, you know, gas on the fire, like, it's like, oh, there's anxiety. This shouldn't be happening. Oh, something shouldn't be happening. More anxiety. More like it yeah. literally compounds. Yeah, yeah, itself. yeah. And your brain starts going to crazy places. <laughs> so you start triggering. But you know, like in places as when you did the research at first and you see that, that it was like, okay, it's, that sounds more like a trend than actually something that is serious. Because a lot of people suffer from it or suffer. I don't think it's something that, you know, would you describe it as a disease? Because it's not. It's not an illness. It's not a disease. It's just a condition that we go through. No? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I would describe it as an emotion and a feeling because it's something we actually physically feel mm-hmm. in our body. Like you feel your heart racing. You feel a lightness in your head. You feel tingles maybe up and down your arm. You feel a heat or a cold. You feel nauseous. Like it's really like, we feel and experience the anxiety the same way we feel and experience joy. So I I definitely wouldn't call it a disease. And I think that, um, you know, there's a scale of how we experience it when we speak about it being a disorder or not. Um, And I think that there are, you know, I will say that I don't, I don't work with people that have such extreme anxiety that they're not able to get out of bed or hold Mm -hmm. down a job or go to the shop or do basic things. Like I definitely think like go, you know, speak to doctors, for example. Um, The problem is, is that when we think 20% is a disorder and that to me is 
a definite trend, especially of a sample size of 100 million. Um, so I think that we want to be more mindful of how we describe it, because even for me, as someone that had daily panic attacks for a while, I would have said like that wasn't a disorder at the time. That was something for me to resolve. And I was able to do that without doctors and medicine. And, yeah. Um, but, that, but, but yeah, speaking of which, because that's what I wanted to bring in, the fact that people get prescribed medicine. And I, I don't know, I'm very much against medicine. This is my own own opinion. No, everybody has their own opinion. But when it comes to that part of, you know, that it's not, you know, the panic attacks, because I used to have them right. as well. And I remember going right. to my counselor and the first thing she was like, well, I'm going to give you Xanax or mm. something like that. And I was like, I'm not taking that. You know, it's just like, I think you know, give me something else that I can work with that, you know, that I can try to figure out where is it coming from instead of just numbing me completely. Right. And, and I do have, like, I'm, I'm, if my clients want to take meds, they can take meds. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it, but um, I will say that the problem is often we are treating the symptoms and not getting to the root yes. and it can lead to like a dependency and feeling more and more disempowered. And one of the big things, um, which obviously fuels more anxiety, right? One of the Mm -hmm. big differences with how I teach and how I speak about anxiety is really, it's about like empowering people to feel in control and anxious at the same time. Those two things are possible. Like a lot of what we see and read and hear about it is very disempowering and very like you're broken, you need to be fixed, something's wrong, there's a disorder, all of that kind of chatter, which I mean, some people come to me and they're like, oh, well, since I've been, since I was 10, I've been told that there's something wrong with me. I'm like, well, that's more harmful than experiencing the physical effects of anxiety. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But there's also, you know, it, I mean, everything that happens in the world, and it's like to say you turn the TV on and it's like, you know, and all the news and stuff like that, that will get me, that will get me anxious at least. And it's something that I'm like, right. I experience it, it's like, but it's, it's normal, it's natural. And then I want to cry. And then I'm like, I want to do something. And I'm like, you know, you feel those, those, all those emotions, they come together. Right. I did a podcast episode called Coronavirus Panic, where I really spoke with people about like, yes, your brain's one job is to keep you alive. And now on a daily basis, you're being inundated with messages of death and danger mm-hmm. and disease and how it's going to get you like of course it's completely normal that right now that your brain would go into like high alert and that showed up not just in maybe increased panic attacks or increased anxiety but even in people's tendency to be drinking more or eating mm-hmm. more sugar or procrastinating more like literally going back to like our woman toddler brain and all of our primal instincts which are like immediate pleasure avoid any immediate pain like all of those things were a result of of our brain sensing imminent danger and our primitive cave woman or caveman brains getting louder. And when that brain is louder, that brain doesn't want to like, you know, finish the big project and get to work. It wants to like watch Netflix and have a tub of ice cream. So that's it's what we did. Yeah, no, it's interesting that you're saying that because I just said, I said, I said to my sister this morning, I was like, that's it. I'm done with the sugar. <laughs> like, because yes. I never, you know, which is one of those things that I started increasing. And I was like, in the middle of the week, like I usually have a few glasses of wine at the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then Tuesday, I was like, I had this itch and I was like, I really want a glass of wine. And then I'm like, just have a little bit of kombucha. You'll get over it. <laughs> it's the sugar that you're craving. <laughs> and I'm like, that's yeah. it. It's gone. But it, it's only, yeah, it's all those things that you try to numb and like okay let's replace things immediate pleasures i mean there's been so much i don't watch the news that much for this exact Mm -hmm. reason but there's been lots of conversation around like the spikes in alcohol consumption spikes in weight gain 
all of these things. And I think a lot of people are using it to beat themselves up. And I think that's absolutely fucking useless. It's just your brain. Nothing's gone wrong. And instead, just start to get curious about like, oh, it's like comforting a child. Like our anxiety is our child, yeah. our brain. It's like, I'm scared. I'm afraid. Just comfort yeah. food me. And we're like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to comfort food <laughs> We're never taught how to process our feelings. Like no one ever no. teaches us that. And so it's quite common that we like eat away our feelings or scroll away our feelings or sleep away our feelings, whatever it might be. And that's why like, I'm quite passionate about this work as well. And yeah, even a few weeks ago, I did, I did an, ep- an episode teaching people how to feel their feelings because I just realized like we're never taught that concept. And when we yeah. don't know how to process our emotions, like this is it either shows up in this avoidance way or in the where we resist our negative emotions and then we explode and we like cry out of nowhere or we yell out of nowhere and and those are quite common things mm-hmm. um you know amongst my clients and people that I talk to because they're not they're just not been taught how to process their emotions the thing is it's just try to avoid it you know I suppose it's that pain that feeling that comes a physical emotional feeling that comes that you rather like okay push it away than than face mm-hmm. it because I remember when I used to get the panic attacks that was that was big I slept Vicky that was me I was like I used to crawl in bed and sleep it and you know and I remember I used to go to college I used to miss college I'm like yeah there was mm-hmm. always some excuse and I'm like that's it and, and, and then it was just little by little. I was like, well, I have to do things, you know, because it was the typical going into work when I was working. It was like going to work, coming back home, knowing that I had to do projects for college and then start feeling that anxiety and that panic attack. And I would just go to bed and I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just leave it off completely. But mm-hmm. it, it's avoidance. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, but you, you said it, you're right. Like it's a lot of people that, you know, you're not allowed, you know, you don't allow yourself to feel everything and to cry and to get it out mm. of your system. Yeah. I just think it's like a shame that we're not taught these types of things, but that's why I love the work that I'm doing. Cause I feel like that's what I get to teach people. <laughs> I we get to teach people whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Vicky, if you could give people here who's listening, if you could give them a few tips, like really yeah. top tips um when they feeling you know when that when that feeling creeps in and it's you know like she said it's like okay i have to go do that live or you know i have to when people can go back and speak and do public speaking or even you know pressing that send button when you want to send the email when that that anxiety creeps in for entrepreneurs what would you recommend for them yeah so here's, here's the thing, guys. If you are waiting to feel good before you do something, you're never going to do it, right? The two ways that I work with people, one is like learning how to manage the anxiety and the second is learning how to get shit done with the anxiety. And your first Facebook Live, like anxiety is normal. If you're waiting to feel completely calm before you do it, you're never going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember so for me I even have like a, a, a very vivid story and memory about when I was going to public speak and I was walking on stage and as I and I'd already like calmed myself and got all zen and I was like I'm gonna be fine and then <laughs> as I stepped on the stage my heart my, my brain was like no you're not what are you doing get off stage we're gonna die <laughs> and then it was like push like flood sweat I was like oh <laughs> my god like I've literally people can already see me and now I'm I don't have time to like do my mindset work and my mindset ritual. I need to, like, I've got nothing, I've got nothing to do. Like I've got like a, a seven second window to get together. And instead of 
typically, this is when I really dropped into like fully accepting what was. And instead of fighting and, being, and judging myself and judging the anxiety and wishing it away, I flipped my brain switch. And this is what you guys can do, right? Into, oh my God, my brain is so motivated to keep me alive. It's like literally taking over my body. Like I feel it. Mm-hmm. I feel it in all my pores. Like, and, then, and then instead of fighting with my powerful brain I sat into like oh my god I have this highly powerful brain that like in the click of like a millisecond has got all these systems going to keep me alive like this (laughs) crazy machine in my brain all it wants to do is keep me alive and instead of fighting with it I lent into it and because I lent into it instead of making it mean there was something wrong with me I made it mean I was like crazy fucking powerful with my powerful brain that was going to like create all these reactions (laughs) in my body. And I just went and like flowed with it. And I speak about it a few, like quite often because I felt like I was like glittering all over my body. I felt super empowered and strong because Mm -hmm. I was in sync with my brain and my anxiety and not fighting with it. And if you can just like let your anxiety be there and know that like you can handle your heart racing, you can handle going bright red in the face, you can handle throwing up and nausea, you can like whatever mm-hmm. the symptoms are, you know that you will 100% survive them. And once you sit in that place of like not fighting like with a toddler, which is what the anxiety is, but it really just allowing the toddler to just like scream and yell, eventually the toddler's gonna get bored. It's like, okay. <laughs> I love <All> that. Right. <laughs> right, but if you yell back, they're like, no, I don't, I want candy. And you're like, you're not having candy there, but I want it. You're like, you're not having, but I want, they're like, I want candy. You're like, okay. Like, okay. I really love that. That's a way great way to express it. And now, Mickey, you also help people with procrastination, which I'm sure this comes hand in hand. Yes, (laughs) it really does. Yeah, so um, I call it like the anxiety procrastination loop where like we start to feel anxious and then we're like, oh, I must stop everything that I'm doing and meditate for two hours. Or I had one client tell me she swept the floors for two hours, you know, and do that kind and, and just like, not do anything but fight off the anxiety which is obviously mm-hmm. we're never going to get it to zero anyway so we give yeah. all our energy to fighting the anxiety and then we get less done and then we're like oh my god i've got so much to do and they like look so that feeds more anxiety which feeds less more procrastination and it just compounds and gets bigger and bigger and bigger and so they're totally related and really like the tip that i would give to listeners there is microtasking like stop trying to do mm-hmm. all big things stop being unspecific even like for a podcast let's say don't just be like I'm going to create a podcast like no I'm going to come up with a title I'm going to come up with the outline I'm going to record it I'm going to upload it I'm going to write the blurb I'm going to you know create the socials I'm going to post the socials I'm going to notify my email list like all these things yeah like these are the steps to take these are and then suddenly it goes from like, I have this one thing that I don't want to do to like, oh, I can come up with the title and do the outline today. Mm-hmm. And that's much more doable than creating yeah, a podcast. Than, yeah, or trying to do a thousand things. But I think as women, we tend to do that as well. You know, you're sitting here and you're like, okay, I'll put the wash on or, you know, I'll put whatever the pot on and like you go back and it's like, and then you get also overwhelmed because you haven't done the thousand things that you think you need to do in the day because if now you're a failure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how I used right. to feel about it. Yeah. We, attach, we attach our worth to what we get done in a day and that yes. is not helpful. No. Um, really like doing less is way better. Like just, I mean, one of the things that I've noticed in myself and, and that my clients tell me is like their brains just got a lot clearer and lighter. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just like 
and then they're able to be more present with the work and more present with their social life and more present with like whatever it is that they're doing. I had one um, client tell me she was trying to like bake cookies, make lunch and also cook some green beans <laughs> and like an, on a work break and then her kids were like and all this stuff and she ended up burning the beans and it's such a good example of like yeah of course she burnt the beans when she was trying to do all the things yeah. and then you have to like throw the beans and clean the pot and then create another, get over another vegetable like mm-hmm. it wasn't it, it took her more time than if she just mm-hmm. like done one thing at a time yeah and like it's such a good example we think that like once we achieve a certain thing we'll feel good but you get to feel good now you get to feel good even if you do nothing in a day there's a lot of guilt around like productivity (laughs) and all this like it's like oh you're a good person if you get everything done like I'm just telling everyone listening you're a good person no matter what and then you get to get stuff done because you want to not because you have to because when we think we have to or we need to it immediately creates tension probably in your Mm -hmm. stomach and like this like stress maybe in the back of your neck and your shoulders and that's going to be a habit that carries around with you and you don't break that because it, the to-do list is really never ending there's always yes, something to do that's true that's true yeah but it's just like the little bites of the little bites little bites and that's the best way to do it as you said yeah. so it's not like she thinks about she burned the beans and not her fucking brain because that would have been me right. like what happened right 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 yeah yeah she learned a lesson because <laughs> yeah. it can happen i mean that that kind of work like leads to burnout it does like you know i'm i'm i'm, I'm I'm a clear example mm. of it from trying to do a thousand things. And then I was like, this is not working. Oh. Literally, if you've got more than five things that you're trying to do in a single day, you're doing too much. Sorry. Yeah. I know you want to do 20 things, but if you do 20, th- if you try to do 20 things every day, you're going to fail every day. If you try to do five things, you're going to succeed. What do you think is going to create better energy for you to create for your business from? Mm-hmm. Like what's going to be more successful? You might get, you might get 20 emails done, but are they going to be as good as the five emails? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. No, I completely agree with you, Vicky. Well, especially because, you, as you said, it's the energy. The energy is not going to be the same. You, mm-hmm. Especially when you're creating stuff, when you're bringing stuff that is from the heart and everything. You, you, it's so much you can give that you feel you need to go and fill up your cup, you know, like go and do something right. else, like go for a walk, you know. <laughs> right. And as entrepreneurs, like remember that you are your business. So if you aren't taking care of you, you aren't taking care of your business. And we forget mm-hmm. that and we give to our business above giving to ourselves. And then we, and then we like burn out or we crash or we, you know, it yep. impacts our um, consistency and consistency is way more important than like massive, act, you know, massive, you know, for example, if you're going to send one email a week, every Monday, that's going to be better than sending a Monday, a Wednesday, and then the following yeah. week, a Tuesday and a Thursday, and then the mm-hmm. following week, nothing. And then the next week, every day, like you, you want to build consistency in your relationships that's going to be way more valuable um so doing less is going to sometimes create more results for you yeah i love it i'm like i used to do the hustle and bustle and now i'm like no i'm done i'm like i don't even like the word hustle anymore just get it out (laughs) yeah i'm very like anti-hustle and people come to me and they're like i don't think i'm ready to work with you because like you know get shit done and like it's going to be like a lot of work i'm like nah we're going to get more done in less time that's mm-hmm. what i teach you yeah of course. that's what you yeah. want vicky for anybody who wants to reach out to you what's the name for your podcast again hon yeah so it's spelled the polite way so it's f asterisk ck fuck anxiety and get sh asterisk t shit done and um you can also follow me on instagram i do some nice videos there it's just at vicky louise underscore 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 um 
And you can get the free fuck anxiety guide at vickylouise.com forward slash guide. And that's got like two worksheets in it. One to answer and uncover like what exactly anxiety is for you. And the second one, which would have been useful for you yesterday, is to uncover like why exactly the anxiety is there and where it's coming from. Awesome. Perfect. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Cause I'm still trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, everything was fine. That's <laughs> up there and did work. And I was like, I was fine. Uh, but as I said, it happens once in a blue moon that I'll just be standing and that feeling comes in and I'm like, okay, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but just say it's, it's loads of things happening. It's a lot of healing happening, a lot of awakening happening. There's loads of stuff happening. That, that's part of it as well. So Vicky, thanks a million. I'm going to drop all the links so you can contact Vicky. And thank you so much for being here. Thanks for all your tips, awesome tips, and for sharing your story, hon. Thanks so much for having me. This is so fun. Thank you. Guys, we'll see you next time and have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, lovies. I love to hear your thoughts and opinions. So drop your comments or give us a shout. I'd like to get to know you more and what help and support do you need most to help you grow your business. I am Maria C. Krause and I help entrepreneurs become more visible by sharing their unique story, inspire, heal, and make a bigger impact. If you'd like to become a guest or a collaborator in any of our platforms or simply want to know about how I can help you take your business to the next level, you can find me on all social media platforms under Maria C. Krause or check out my website for freebies and updates at www.mariacrause.com. Make sure to follow us and share with your best besties to get your weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to kick ass in life and in business. Love, life, be. Have a wonderful day, whatever in the world you are. Bye.